0: Father, we give you the glory and honor and adoration. Thank you for taking care of us and bringing us to the last month of the year. Your grace has indeed been sufficient to us. Help us, Lord, to be faithful unto you. Help us, Lord, to serve you. Help us, Lord, to be dedicated to you. Help us, Lord, to be totally dedicated to you. Help us to be on fire for you. Help us to work for you. Help us to labor for you. Lord, help us not to ask you what you can do for us. But we should ask you what we can do for you. Help us to focus on you, not on us, Lord. Jesus, help us, Lord. We give you glory, Lord. Jesus' name, amen. Amen. How many of you are ready for the Christmas series? Amen. So I'm beginning the 2022 Christmas series. Amen. I'm am sure that it will run up to 20 feet. 25th this year is a Sunday. It will run up to 20 feet. Usually on 24th, I do the Bishop's Banquet. But because 24th is a Saturday and I don't want it to affect 20 feet. I've shifted the patient's banquet to 20, 26 in the morning. So on 26 December, the morning, we are going to have Wachi, Kinke, and Aousa Cocoa party. And Aousa Cocoa breakfast. So 26 December, 8 a.m. at the um, Park, the um, temple Christian TCIS, Astro Teff Park. I'll be there. Awza Coco, Wache, Um, the, the local drinks give me the names Asana, Sobolo, otinshinu Shino, Documuncio. Ace. Ace. Minister Gifty will be in charge of all the local drinks. She she is the the mama of local drinks. The the ginger one is called what? Lamogine. I thought it was Lamogine. So we have Lamogine and all those things. Mommy and I will also be reaching out. To hundred needy families in the church with gifts, and uh, don't immediately count yourself as needy. You are not needy. We know that we know that are 100 needy people. I'll our send our son, Pastor Constance and his team on 24th to deliver to them in their homes, food and other items. For Christmas. So, maybe I'll be sponsoring 100 families to celebrate Christmas. Well, if you join us, we can make it 200 families. Join us, we can make it 200 families. But let me preach this morning. Now, my my Christmas series is not going to be the regular Silent Night Christmas series. Uh, um, Which which, which, which are the popular Christmas carouses? Silent Night what you sang today oh, holy night so as i'll be singing christmas carrosses for me every sunday till christmas she's my personal psalmist she's been my daughter since she was was primary school or secondary school primary school she's been my daughter since then so i've asked her to be singing christmas carrosses for me yesterday mommy and i and Tetebia tried to sing hymns when i saw they were beating me and then they said we're going to have hymns night as a family so they asked me what kind of hymn will i be singing on the hymns night as a family i said Onam from emo, na juma, jesus christ nore. they say it's not a hymn i said no the Bible says that we should sing hymns, uh, psalms and spiritual songs. Okay. Now you know when we, we, we start celebrating Christmas, we most preachers go into nar- the nourishing of the Christmas story and you may finish Christmas without learning very practical Christmas uh, Christian principles that will govern your life and help you become both successfully, spiritually and physically. This series will help you achieve that, to become successful spiritually and physically. So I'm talking on the seven things, I've preached this before, but it's different. The Word of God is a very powerful living document and anytime I preach it from the same place, it's always new. Seven things Mary did right that most Christians are doing wrong. Seven things Mary did right that most Christians are doing wrong. I, I have a lot to share, so I'm going to ask the pastors that let's do the communion tomorrow evening. Okay? At the evening session of earth pouring. Or next Sunday when the branches are joining so we have a corporate communion okay fantastic seven things mary did right that most christians are doing wrong the reason i'm suspending communion is because i'm going to preach for long today okay so get ready when i preach and you are tired just drop your offering and go home don't go home with your second offering just come and drop it and then you go Jesus said, if you are going to give an offering and you remember that somebody has something against you, drop your offering and you go. I'm following Jesus' principle, okay? Okay, so Luke chapter 1, the verse 26 to 46. If the Bible you have is your own Bible, you will find this scripture. If you borrowed, you will not find it. From 26, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in This Mrs. Labi is not able to find it. <laughs> the phone is not yours. To a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. forever his kingdom will never end amen he will reign over jacob's descendants forever and his kingdom will... okay so i'm repeating this thing so let me go move on i think i'm in 36 now isn't it 37 for no word from the lord no so let me go back i repeated a few scriptures where am i 34 i should go 34 eh And she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. For no word from God will ever fail. Can I hear you better? Amen. Can I hear you born again? Amen. If you are going to heaven, let your amen be the loudest. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zachariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the the baby lived in a womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. Amen. Anybody believing God for a child within this Christmas period, may God open your womb in the name of Jesus. But why am I so favored, the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed what the Lord. Brother, is who has believed the Lord will fulfill His promises to her. And Mary said, "My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in my Saviour, for the Lord has been mindful of the humble state of His servant. From now, all generations." Will call me blessed. From now. From today. May all generations call you blessed. Let all those who said receive it. Let all those who said amen receive it. So seven things Mary did right. That most Christians are doing wrong. Number one. She was at the right place. She was at the right place. God sent an angel, Angel Gabriel, to a town in Galilee. To a town in Galilee. Now, do you know that if I had not come to Sprinter's Road, I wouldn't have gotten you? Even if I had this church somewhere, somewhere in Mamubi, you would not have become a member. I had to bring it here for you to become a member. It was God's destiny that we meet. But we have God's plan and purpose that we meet. But we had to meet at a certain place. Do you understand? We have to meet. At a, God is a God of places. And I want to share with you three places that you will usually meet God. Three places that you will usually meet God. Number one, your place of adjustment, the church. Can I get my phone, please? Your place of adjustment, the church. The church is a place of spiritual formation and character reformation. The church is not a society, the church is not a place to find friends, it's a place to encounter Christ. If you find a friend in church, it's an added bonus. But the core reason why you are in church is to have an encounter with Christ. Two things happen when you have an encounter with Christ your spiritual life is formed and your character is reformed. Are you here? I have built my life, my morality has been shaped by. The adjustments are received in church. And I'll show you how adjustments are achieved in church. So Paul writing to his son Timothy. In 2 Timothy 4 verse 2. Look at this. Preach the word. Preach the word. Don't tell stories. Preach the word. Preach the word. Don't spend all the time seeing cockroaches in people's bedroom. Preach the word. 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 I spent about three hours with a team of leaders yesterday uh, on Friday. And I love how the Holy Ghost preached through me. And the same one I think I should preach in church. But here, preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season in church. Eh, we preach the word. Now, let me show you. The three things that you will find in every genuine pastor's sermon correct, rebuke, and encourage. With great patience and careful instructions. Do what? Correct, rebuke, and encourage. Every good sermon will correct you. Every good sermon will rebuke you. Every good sermon will correct you. Will encourage you. Are you here? We are not motivational speakers. We are inspirational teachers of God's word. So we don't come only to tell you it will be well, it will be well. The year is ending. Then, then it will be well, it will be well, it will be well. No! We rebuke and we correct. Because this is the place of character reformation and spiritual formation. Are you here? And any pastor who is afraid to rebuke you is a dangerous pastor. Any pastor who is afraid to correct you is a dangerous pastor. You can go to hell under that pastor. Are you here? But anytime the word is preached in its purest form, there are only two reactions. You either repent or rebel. Are you here? You either repent or you rebel. And every genuine church will adjust your life. Things will change. If you sit under me for six months or even one month and I have not preached to everyone that has preached your heart, leave the church. Instead of church. I'm telling you, if my sermons don't prick your heart, it doesn't call you to repentance. It doesn't call you to get closer to Jesus. If I am afraid to look at your face to tell you that what you do wrong is wrong, that 419 is wrong, that adultery is wrong, that fornication is wrong, that gossiping is wrong, that cheating is wrong, then this is a wrong church. Are you here? I am too born again to be afraid of preaching the whole counsel of God. So this church is your place of adjustment. But usually, it's not very easy to stay in a place of adjustment. As the prodigal son. The prodigal son had the potential of becoming very materialistic. Under his father, he could not. So he left and got into a wild living. Do you know that there are people in church, they sin against God, and they want to choose the method by which the pastor will correct them? Now, when you, you break a law, you don't choose the method by which you will be corrected. Do you know that? You don't. Now, you leave yourself to be corrected and to be rebuked. And sometimes you can be rebuked in the open. It takes humility to stay on. One of my pastors, I rebuked him in the open. Don't no, we were in the other side. Called him before the whole church, rebuked him, suspended him. Today is one of my favorite pastors. He humbled himself and stayed. He's become, I, I preached for him recently. Powerful church. Powerful church. and i'm giving him a land and i'm going to build a church for him because he accepted rebuke and correction and today god is blessing him are you here with me so god miss you at the, your place of adjustment number two god miss you at the place of abundance and cold, they were called at the time they were working. God is not interested in lazy people. Peter had caught big fish and Jesus called him. Matthew was in the task collector's booth, Jesus called him. You can't be lazy for God to trust you. Your place of adjustment, your place of abundance. And then your place of abode, your home. Your place of adjustment, the church. Your place of abundance, your work. And your place of abode, your home. God believes in family. He believes in responsible people. He went to bless the son of Jesse. And when he got there, David was in the wilderness. He didn't say, let us go and bless him in the wilderness. He said, bring him home. Bring him home. I want to bless him at home. There are certain levels of anointing a certain level of blessings god wants to know whose child you are are you here there are a lot of vagabond christians who move from church to church you know the Sarah right here has her, her brother is a bishop of one of the biggest churches but because she's a member of the, she came to ask me permission. She's based in the UK. She's an elder in our church in the UK. One of the finest elders. She came to ask me permission going this week that I want to. My brother is doing a party for me for my sixtieth birthday, and on Sunday he wants me to be in the church. Can I go? She doesn't live in this country. She's asking me, can I go? I said no. You are not going to your brother's church. Come, I'm the spiritual father. He's your biological brother. I am the spiritual father. Come, she's here today. You, 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 you leave church without telling anybody. Vagabondism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. vagabondism. You leave church without telling anybody. You leave church. There, are, there are a lot of people there eh, who feel that, who feel that the church has no control over. They are who is because of you. You don't understand spiritual things. So he's saying that when we are going out, we should ask him permission before we go. Do you know why? It's because when you go to 18 years old, you told your parents you're a big boy now. And you could live with your parents and go out without telling them. That is vagabondism. Are you here? Do you understand? Now, one of the most secure covering you can have is spiritual covering. Spiritual coverage. So, when you find yourself in a church, submit to authority and be covered. Are you here? Outpouring is coming. Outpouring is a divine order. Don't say the morning one, oh, the morning I'm not a pastor, I'm not a church worker. I am not a church leader. It's for pastors. That is the lie of, of the... Your, your, your bishop says he should come. It's spiritual order. When you are in a warfare, you're listening to the commanding officer's instruction or a stray bullet will look for you. Are you here? When we gather here, we are praying tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. and you are in your bed. I can't, I can't promise you what will happen. I can't tell you, no, 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 we'll be praying this. Bullets will be flying. When we cast one demon out from here, the demon will say, let me look for one presentite who didn't come. Let me look for one presentite who didn't come. Let me just go and worry that presentite. May the Lord make you somebody who abides in the house. What the Bible say that children will abide in the house forever? If you're a true child of this house, you will abide here. I one who have been with me since the wooden structure anytime he's traveling he will send me message that he will be away from here or there he's not asking me permission but i have to know where he's going so my prayer can cover him last time we were in a meeting the Archbishop said when bishop dad is traveling everywhere he goes he will call. even in the plane he will call me papa i am on my way here we all learned from that Tell you where I'm going. Papa, I'm here. I'm calling this person. Spiritual covering is very important. So if you want God to meet you at the right place, I am proposing three places you must be there regularly. Your place of adjustment, the church. Don't be afraid of rebukes. The place of abundance, your workplace. That's where God can bless the works of your hands. And your place of abode, your home. Make your home a happy place to be. Make your home a happy place to be. Don't say, my wife lies quarreling, so I spend time with my friends somewhere. Don't say that. Make sacrifices to make sure you are at home most of the time with your family. Raise your children together with your spouse. Are you here? Raise your children together with your spouse. Don't let your wife call you and say, I'm watching football with my friends somewhere. You, you don't like football, so when I'm in the house, we can't watch it together. If your wife doesn't like football, and Ghana is losing, close, put the TV off and go home. Be with your wife. Even if Ghana is winning, your wife says, I want you. No, it was it was it was because of rebellious husbands. That's why we lost. <laughs> rebellious husbands. We lost. Your wife says, "Come, come home," and then you are not coming. Your wife said, "If Ghana qualifies, I will see this man again." Lord, I declare and decree. No, no. The way the first goal came, whether well, the first or second goal, when two players, defenders missed the ball, I knew a woman had played against the husband. There's the one way you can be very happy in life eh, is to create a happy home. Create a happy, a happy wife, happy children, and you, the man, you'll be happy. Your home is a reflection of your spiritual leadership. Amen. I cherish spending time with my wife and my children more than anything. I have something I call, um, I'm counting my children. When I call, I say, this evening, I'm counting my children. All my children will show up. I learned this from a German family. They have a Jewish background. The man and his wife, they had eight children. Eight children, I mean, I'm telling you, eight children. And the last Sunday of every month, they come in from all over Europe with their children and their spouses. And one of them, I joined that meeting. They sing hymns, they do the Hebrew thing, and I was part of them, truly enjoyed the atmosphere. I said to myself, this is something I need to copy, and I need to implement, and I need to do, let everything scatter. Don't let your family scatter. looks at How responsible you are with your family and he can trust you with a company and he can trust you with a church. If you are dating a guy who doesn't have time for you now, forget him. Or even in dating, does not have time? It won't change when he marries you. Now, tomorrow mommy and I will be celebrating our 30th wedding anniversary. Now, in the morning we'll be here to pray for you for successful marriages. In the morning, the morning session tomorrow is just praying. Then in the evening, I will I will speak on the seven spiritual causes of marital problems and relationship breakups then we will we will pray for marital bliss and we'll play against disappointments in relationship and i will declare and speak that the last relationship you enter will end up in marriage because the exes are becoming too many my ex my ex my ex my ex my ex my ex why 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 When people are becoming ex prime ministers and ex presidents, you you are the ex of some some Fiyanga boy somewhere. <laughs> Why? 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 Why do you have too many exes? Tomorrow we'll put an end to that. The grace for marriage on me and mommy will release it upon you. We will pray for you. We will trust God for you. Amen. Okay, so no number two. Number two, she was the right person. So number one, she was at the right place. Number two, Mary was the right person. because God was looking for a specific person. The person must be married to a descendant of David. And Joseph was a descendant of David. And the person must be a virgin. You understand? So she was the right person. Now, God can use anybody, but God won't use anybody. In certain assignments, He wants a certain specific group of people. God can use Kevin to worship and bring down the presence of God, or Gifty to sink, or Kobe to sink, but God will not use me. He can use me, but he will not. It will be a waste of resources. What I'm doing now is what God is using me to do. The kind of messages I preach. Practical. Something you can go home and practice it immediately. You don't need concordance and Greek lexicons And Hebrew lexicons to understand my sermon. That, that's the way Jesus preached. Jesus preached very simple messages. And he used to walk around like the way I'm walking around. So tell the audiovisuals that I'm walking like Jesus. They should, they should stop telling me I should remain up there. They, they should stop telling me, Daddy, we want you to be there so that the, the video will be nice. No, I want the sermon to be nice. They are not happy at all. They will have, they will have a meeting with me. Please, I beg you people, don't have a meeting with me. Now, look, look at verse 27 of Luke 1. To a virgin pledged to be married to a, na- a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. So, virgin appears totally is- The emphasis here was virgin. The emphasis here was virgin. Okay? Now, virgin is a symbol of purity. So, if you meet a woman, you marry a woman, and the woman is a virgin. You feel that this is a very pure woman. You see, it's a symbol of purity. So, so the people God uses to carry mega assignments are people who have pure hearts and clean hands. Your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. There are a lot, a lot of people who want God to use them, but their hearts are not pure. Their hands are not clean. Those are people who who, who can preach and say, God can use anybody. God can use anybody. Yes, I believe God can use anybody. I've preached that before and I believe it. But God won't use anybody. Do you know that? God won't use anybody. Okay, so let me show you. Let me show you. I want to show you the characteristics of people who are virgin in the spirit. Pages in the spirit. Can we go to the next slide? I want to show you people that God is. Now look at this. John, John 4, 23. Yet a time is coming and now has come. When the true worshippers will worship the father in spirit and in truth. Now who? For they are the kind of worshippers the father seeks. So God is looking for some people to use. But God is looking for true worshippers. So, who are these true worshippers? I want to show you a few scriptures. I want to show you a few scriptures to take home. Okay? Next slide. Now, look at this scripture. I love this one. Psalm 24, 4-6. to The one who has clean hands and a pure heart. Who does not trust in, in an idol or swear by a false god. They will receive blessings from the Lord. And vindication from God, your Savior. Now, such search. Search is the generation of those who seek Him. God seeks those who seek Him. Who seek your face, O oh, God of Jacob? God is looking for someone who says, Lord, this outpouring, I want to seek your face. Because I'm ready, I'm ready for a divine assignment. Mary carries Jesus. I want to carry something. The Holy Ghost impregnated Mary. I want the Holy Ghost to impregnate you with something. Mary gave birth to something that changed the world. I want to give birth to something that will change the world. I want to give birth to a child that will preach. Like Akosia Mansa's son, Kofitete, is preaching to us right now. Are you here? I, I, I want to give birth to, to a company that will change the world. Holy Ghost, impregnate me. I want you see, these are people that seek the face of God. So throughout this week, as we, we wait upon the Lord here, as we fast for the next five days, I want you to seek the face of God. I want you to come as a generation of those who seek God's face. Not a generation of vipers who are in church gossiping poisoning people's hearts no don't come here as a member of the generation of vipers come here as a member of the generation of those who see god i I, I, I want to belong to the generation of those who see god i don't want to be among the generation of vipers I don't want to be I among a generation of vipers. I don't want to be among a group of people that are poisoning the hearts of God. Poisoning the hearts of people. Making the church a toxic place for people to live. No. No, 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 no. I don't want anybody's faith to be weakened because of my attitude. What are the things I say? But I want, to, I want to inspire people. I want people to see the way I pray. The way I evangelize. The way my life is. Because I belong to the generation of people that see God. I belong to a generation of people that see God. I belong to a generation of people that see God. I belong to a generation of people that see God. I belong to a generation of people that see God. I belong to a generation of people that seek God. That is why I wake up at midnight to pray. That is why I study my Bible every day. That is why I am in the ushering team. That is why I am in the product. That is why I'm doing something for the Lord. I belong to the generation of people that seek God. A generation of God seekers. A generation of God seekers, man of God. A generation of God seekers. Today we have a generation of people seekers. If I don't come to church, Daddy is not in church, so it won't be nice. If I preach for one month at Wednesday teaching service, the number shoots up. If I say I am traveling and then the number dwindles, because there's a generation of them that are seeking me. did I do for you to seek me? Did I die for you? There's a generation of them that seeks the Lord. They come to church that I have come to worship. I have come to be with the Lord. I have come to have an encounter with God. I have come. When we say service is at 9, they are here at 8 to pray before service starts. A generation of them that seek the Lord. I am afraid for the future of the church. Because join when my generation, almost all of us have become pastors or church leaders or leaders of parachurch organizations. I don't know your generation why you will become. Or the generation of those that seek miracles, the generation of those that seek prophecies, the generation of those that seek material things. The generation of those that come to church and seek husbands. The generation of those that come to church and seek wives. No! We are looking for a generation of those that seek the Lord. David, get courage. Kevin, get courage. The last week of January 2023, I want to do the New Year lockdown under the team, the generation of those that seek the Lord. I want a group of 300 young people. I want to camp them. I want us to fast. I want us to pray. I want us to seek the Lord. I want us to seek the Lord. The world should go. We want the Lord. We want the Lord. A generation of those that seek the Lord. A generation of those that seek the Lord. A generation of those that are seeking the Lord. If Mary were not seeking God, she would not have been a virgin. She dedicated her life to seeking God. To seeking God. A sister in jail that is gossiping to you, she's not seeking God. The brother in church that is sleeping with you. He's not seeking God. He's not seeking God. Don't come to church because of me. Don't say, I like my pastor. I like Bishop of Fair. That's why I, I come to church. Do you know that if every one of you is talking well about me, then I have failed. Woe to those who are praised by everyone. They woe unto me. I don't want you to like me before you come to church. I am not here to be liked. I am not your pastor so that I am liked. Mom was asking me, should we do past appreciation day this year? I said, no. I, am not, I don't want you to appreciate me. I am not here for applause of men. I am working for a crown in heaven. Working for a crown in heaven. I'm passing pastors from. Togo, I'm passing pastors from Coast, I'm passing pastors from the north. They are all arriving. Some are arriving this dawn, some are arriving in the morning. And I have team people who are selfless. They are not pastors. They are the white pastor and all those they are just there. I'm calling them midnight. I'm calling them every day. Pastor Deborah Constance and um, Pastor Samuel. I'm I, I just I'm just sitting down and I feel that I've forgotten something. I say, Call this for me. The canado, call this people for me, and they will show up. A generation of those who are seeking the Lord. They don't complain when you are calling them to come and do God's work. They don't. They don't. They don't. A generation of those that are seeking the Lord. Let me show you a few things about them, then I'll close the service. Lord, I want to love you more. Than I ever had before. You are so easy to adore. Lord, I want to love you more. I want to love you. Lord, I want to love you more. Lord, I want to love you more. Than I ever had before. Than I ever had before. You are so easy to adore. You are so easy to adore. Lord, I want to love you more. Lord, I want you I say, Lord, I want to love you more. Than I ever had before. Than I ever had before. You are so easy to adore. You are so easy to
1: adore. Lord,
0: I want you. If we have not been for the Lord Oh, my tell me where I be where of realizing that without God you are nothing. Without him, you are nothing. You can then let him have you. You can then tell him, Lord, take me. There are some of you here, God is telling you stop everything you are doing and come and send me and you can't. A generation of them that seek the Lord. Let me show you how they seek the Lord. Next slide please. Let me show you how they seek the Lord. I said this Christmas series is not about listen Now, now look, look at, look at the scripture, Psalm forty-two, verse one to two. As the deer pants for the streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for my for God, for the living God. Where can I go and meet with God? Where can I go and meet with God? Until Laura. just is not about meeting with people. It's about meeting with god it's about meeting with god church is about meeting with god church is about meeting with god church is about me listen let me tell you this people are the reason why you can't serve god well the people you listen to the people you talk to ah. can somebody find because is here? The Scripture I read in the book, uh, uh, Message Bible, that says that if you get into a a parallel you are not invited to, it's like holding a straight dog by the ears. From the New King James Version, as the deer pants for the waters, where the water brooks, my soul pants, so pants my soul for you, oh God, my soul test for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? When shall I come and appear before God? This weekend, make up your mind that at outpouring morning and evening, you want to come and meet God. You will just want to come and say, Lord, I want to meet you. I want to meet you, Lord. I have just come to meet you. I have just come to meet you. I have just come to meet you. Look at the way you started. Look at how you were committed to the mission and the vision God has given this church. But because you are meeting the wrong people, they have killed your zeal. They have put bitterness in your heart. Now look at you. You are isolated. You have left your place of leadership. You have left where God put you. You have left where you are supposed to serve God. Now look at you. Now look at you. Now look at you. Now look at you. Look at you. Look at you. Look at the way you are struggling. Even if you want to do something good, you feel you offend your group. Even if God is talking to you, you feel that if I obey what God is telling me, I will betray betraying my gossip group. The bitter um, association of bitter people bitter people incorporated. Now you grab a mad dog by the ears but when no, no, but when you bat into a quarantine, okay, okay do NIV for me. Hmm. And then I'll go back to my sermon. I did not promise you I'll preach a source Like one who sees a dog by the ears. It's a passerby by who meddles in a quarrel, not his own. If I come in, I tell you that Papa has done something to me. And I tell you, and I tell you, and you become bitter against Papa when you are not met here. I don't spoken to you be before. You see, you are holding a mad dog, a stray dog by the ears. You'll be bitten. Don't invite me into your quarreling. Invite me into your peace talks. Invite me into your fellowship. I I want you to invite me to meet God. Not your enemies. Why why are you you putting bitterness in my heart? Why? Why are you putting bitterness in my heart? Your word have I hidden in my heart. That I may not sin against you. I want to hide God's word in my heart. Not bitterness. But you are making me bitter. You are making me. What you are telling me is making me bitter. Help us, Lord. Look at this. Look at this. Next slide, please. Next slide, please. Look at this. Matthew five says, "Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled." God chases. Are chasing after? They are hungry for righteousness they are hungry for right you are too hungry for cars too hungry for marriage too hungry for house too hungry for worldly things so when you come to a church where we preach that you should be hungry for god you are angry then you are angry you are so angry that the year is ended and i'm not telling you that your car will come your house will come and this will come but i'm telling you that you must seek God I'm telling you that you must seek God I'm telling you that you must seek God I'm telling you that come and meet the Lord He will change your life Can we go on? Now, now okay, so now, I want to show you those who hunger eh? For righteousness, they pursue purity, they pursue holiness. You see, when you want to be holy, number one, holiness by conviction. John 16, verse 8. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Now, do you know? Do you know that? Do you know that if you are seeking the Lord, then the Holy Ghost will convict you of sin? The Holy Ghost will go. There is no sin you commit that the Holy Ghost has not talked to you. Unless you have seared conscience. Every sin you commit, the Holy Ghost will speak to you. He will convict you of sin. Do you know when the Bible says that a sin against the Holy Ghost cannot be forgiven? It's when the Holy Ghost convicts you and you don't repent and you die, it cannot be forgiven. Are Are you here? There is nothing that you are doing that the Holy Ghost is not talking to you. Unless you have seared conscience. Lord help us, Lord help us. Now look at this, holiness by confession. 1 John 9 verse, 1 verse 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Unconfessed sins is a ground for the devil to work against you. Today, every sin you know you are committed, confess, ask him to forgive you. When the Holy Ghost convicts you of sin, It is because God is calling you into repentance. God wants to have a relationship with you. God wants to use you. But your sins are blocking him from relating with you. So he sends the Holy Ghost to convict you. And if you confess, the Holy Ghost will help you to become righteous and strong. The reason why God gave us the Holy Ghost is to help us live for him. Is to help us live for him. Today, the Holy Ghost is speaking through me. The Holy Ghost is convicting your sin. The Holy Ghost is telling you, Confess your sins. Confess your sins right now. Let that sin go. Let that sin go. Confess it. Break it. You have authority. Let it go. Let it go. Let that sin go. Let that sin go. Let that sin go. Next. Now, holiness by covenant. Job 31, verse 1. I made a covenant with my eyes. Not to look at a at a young woman. Make a covenant. I'm not visiting this guy again. Lord, if I visit again, strike me dead. If I fornicate again, cut my leg off. If I fornicate again, plug my eyes out. Make a covenant with God. If you genuinely believe that, you'll be in it. Make a covenant with him today. Lord, I will not chop my tight again. If I chop my tight again, make me poor. Then you mean it. Lock up yourself in a in a prison covenant with God, and when God hears your vows, He respects it. Lord, if I commit abortion again, shut my womb. Tell Him if you truly mean it. Lord, if I do fornication again, make me lepers. then you mean it. Can, can we go again? Holiness by circumcision. Ma, uh, Matthew 5, 29. If your right, right eye causes you to stumble, got it out and throw it away. Uh, my boyfriend, I love him. If I leave him, I will die. If that guy is causing you to stumble in your faith, gorge him out and throw him away. If that girl is causing you to stumble in faith, gorge him out and throw it away. Listen, you have finished praying, you know. Every time you finish praying and you make vows to God, and then the gospel shows up. Then the one who wants to discourage you from serving the Lord will show up and tell you stories to discourage you. Gorge that person out of your life. Get that person out of your life. My mommy and i met we just said to each other i love you i told you i love you but i love jesus more if you stand between me and god i will treat you like an enemy so they say, i love jesus i love you but i love jesus more don't try it Sometimes mommy tells me that mommy tells me that me i'm, I'm her side chick jesus is the real husband is the real husband and i'm the side chick sometimes i get a bit jealous When i was lying beside her preparing to praise the lord preparing to to call upon the name of the lord then she started worshiping hey, that's speaking in tongues they looked at her up and started worshiping but i say, jesus why Then I got. I started walking away. He said, "Where are you going?" I said, "Ah, I didn't come for where she go. I came for something else." So, sister, you when you finish, come to my room. I'll be waiting for you there. There is time for everything, and there is time for every activity under the heaven. What a church! What a church! So, holiness, but sometimes they. To, to walk in holiness, it must cost you something. It must pain you. It must pain you. But if we're God-seeker, if we're God-seeker, that pain, you will enjoy it. That pain, you enjoy it. Okay, okay, let me go to the next one. Holiness by commitment. Hebrews 12, verse 4. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. Resist the point of shedding your blood. You're struggling against sin. You are not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. There must be a certain level of commitment from you to be able to walk in holiness. You don't wish you are holy, you want to be holy, you work to be holy. He married early, so he doesn't understand the way we feel I don't I don't understand the way you feel but understand how God feels about you my, my focus is not you; my focus is God you sit down there sit down there and be, and be saying that eh, eh, he doesn't know we we the young people the things that move through our body he doesn't know the things that move through our body he doesn't know the things that move through our body when you go to hell you will see that you will see that Something will move in your body that is more painful. How many of us want to go to hell? Raise your hands if you want to go to hell. But do you know you are going to hell? Do you know that that boy that slept with you last night has put you on the path of hell? Do you know that that money you stole from your office has put you on the path of hell? 500 Ghana cities is taking you to hell, five minutes sex is taking you to hell. Do you know the person you called and gossiped about the man of God to and the person that has left church is taking you to hell? And the person that is discouraged is taking you to hell? Do you know that the mobilization of a team of rebels against the move of God and against the means of the man of God is a sin, is taking you to hell? The sin of re- rebellion is like a sin of witchcraft. Paul wrote the Galatians and asked them, who has bewitched you. You can easily be be, be bewitched by a sister or a brother sitting beside you right now. You can easily be be, be bewitched. Look at the next person, tell the person, don't bewitch me. No, look at the person's eyes, eyeball to eyeball. Say, don't attempt to bewitch me. Say, after this message, If you attempt to bewitch me, I will cast you out in Jesus' name. Tell the person, if you don't get it, forget it. What a church. What a church. You see, I don't want us to be church as usual. We have to come to a place where we come before the Lord at 7 a.m. And live here at 7 p.m. And enjoy his presence. All these things about rushing men of God to finish service so that you can go home and putting pressure on us to preach social social service. Servants, the devil worry you is a 24-hour witch. Then you are there and then you are saying that and, and he preached for almost one hour 20 minutes even you, you were able to sit there and watch Ghana disgrace the whole uh, us before the whole world and those boys were taking like fifteen thousand dollars per match And I me, mean, i'm giving you word of life for five series offering uh, yeah, 5 CDs offering, 1 CD, 1 CD offering, 1 CD offering, or no offering, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was told the last time that 150 people came to one of the evening service the last time, and out of the 150 people, we got 150 envelopes, 50 of them were empty. If I start doing motivational speaking and chat people, i make more money than all these things I do here. And then people come and give five CDs and give one CD. And then after that, they come and cross you and say, I need money. You join this church, you have been giving one, 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 one CD. Every Sunday for 52 Sundays, you have contributed only 52 CDs. And you want help of 3,000. Hey! Hey, even pyramid investment you don't get that you don't get you don't get like that am I preaching? you see those guys standing there eh? you see those guys, look at the back there you see those guys eh? Eh? they have been praying 24 hours every day for 30 days when did you end? today eh? prayer chain 24 hours a day for 30 days you are being, you are being on Facebook. The only place you don't check, and we are doing online prayer. Last the whole of last week, ten days online prayer: morning six to seven, midday twelve to one, and then in the evening six to seven. That that is the only place you don't check. When you go there, is oh Daddy is not there. And then, but where you are going, am I there? Okay, let's go. A holiness by concrete. Holiness by concrete. Romans 12 verse 21. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. So you need to fight. You need to fight. You need to fight evil. You need to fight evil people. You need to fight evil people. And the way you fight evil people is for you to become a good person. So they can't come anywhere near you. So they can't talk to you. They know that this person, we can't go and say this thing to this person. We can't go and say this thing to this person. We can't go. Hey, 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 this person there. Hey, this sister, this sister, you can't start a godly chatter with this sister. A godless chatter, a godless chatter with this. Hey, you can't go there. Hey, this brother is on fire. I have some cousins. When I was in Aquinas Secondary School, the best secondary school on earth, yeah, yeah, yeah. why are you jealous? And, and I was given the chance. So, St. Aquinas College, until recently we were St. Aquinas College. When they changed all these things and became St. Aquinas Senior High School, we don't like it. We want St. Aquinas College. What was in St. Aquinas College? There used to be some guys from the Osu area who were coming there. and some guys from, from cantonment, diplomats, sons of diplomats, and they used to terrorize preachers. when the caliph fathers hold services with us. They'll be making noise. And they'll, be, they'll be screaming, making noise. It was very, very terrible. But one day, a Cali father just walked out of the puppet. He walked out of the puppet. He was preaching and somebody shouted, Oh Male, means oh boy, means you are lying. Then he closed the Bible and said, Okay, sit down and tell me I'm lying and walked away. So the chapel, the chapel prefect was a friend of mine, we went to the same fellowship together. So he gave me the chance to preach. I fasted for three days for seven minutes. seven. God, seekers, okay, God, help me. God help me. God help me to preach. These guys are there. They' one I mounted the pulpit. when I was young, my first thing I would say is, I like, greetings to you in the name of Jesus. Then I said, greetings to you in the name of Jesus. My cousin came to tell me that he was sitting on the same um, pew with the, those boys who make noise. And one of them was pitiless for them to make noise. And then one I said, hey Charlie, me this guy, I did fear I'm old. This guy had a fear. I was too anointed for a wizard to try to distract me. Three days of fasting and prayer, you are going to scream. Your voice will choke. Three days of waiting upon the Lord. You, I have seven minutes to ask people to give their life to Jesus. You are going to stop me. You will die. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I have seen people die because they oppose the anointing, the anointing of the Lord. I have seen people whose lives have, have, have messed up, messed up, messed up because they decided to fight against God. When, when, when Jesus met Saul, who later became poor, what did he say? He said, why are you fighting me? Meanwhile, he was killing people. But I said, Why are you fighting me? 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 When you fight a man of God, you are fighting Jesus. When you fight a church, you are fighting Jesus. When you fight the anointed God, you are fighting Jesus. Stop fighting men of God. Stop fighting church. Stop fighting people in church and conquer evil with good. I'm just closing, I'll continue on this.